This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. You know, Jamie, we don't talk... Uh, a lot of golf. I have a feeling we're going to have a, a little bit more of it interspaced uh, because of what uh, Ludwig Ober is doing. Uh, and it's unfortunate for him as they uh, are not going to play the final round of the 2024 AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Uh, Wyndham Clark has been declared the winner as um, apparently because of the weather and the heavy rainfall and the and the winds, it um, it's just not going to to take place today. And they made that decision yesterday, and they had pay, they had postponed yesterday's round to today, and now now it's over. But what's what's unfortunate is uh, Ludwig had come to within a stroke. Uh, Wyndham Clark had to set a course record on Saturday to have a one-stroke lead over the former Red Raider. And what's really kind of a double whammy. That 60 sets a new record at Pebble Beach that was set by Hurley Long of Texas Tech in 2017 during the Carmel Cup. So it was a double whammy for the Red Raiders there at Pebble Beach over the weekend. So that was uh, that was that was really uh, unfortunate for uh, for Texas Tech. So it's um, it's crazy though when you think about that and you think about your golf program. Um, and and what uh, what's transpired there uh, with uh, with Texas Tech and uh, how good it's been and how good it's been recently with uh, with Ludwig and and obviously with uh, with with Hurley Long. So at any rate, um, I don't know. This just was just was disappointing uh, to me uh, with regard to uh, the Ludwig uh, missing out and then uh, Hurley Long's uh, course record there at uh, at Pebble Beach being uh being broken on saturday you think we'll talk more golf because of ludwig jamie uh i would definitely say that uh a lot of um red raider fans are more interested in now to see how he's doing yeah yeah just just seeing the double just seeing the double t on his bag and and uh and and all that and all that kind of stuff i Um, mean aren't we already we as a group talking more about golf because of him because we wouldn't have been talking about it if he wasn't there no, that's that's no, that's exactly right. I think you you can you can make that case. We collectively uh, have have done that. Um, what in the heck is Patrick Mahomes' dad thinking? And um, what it's such just so disappointing. I mean, uh, one just what he did and the, multiple times and Super Bowl week and distraction and all those all those kinds of things and. Um, and maybe, maybe, maybe Patrick's in a in a place where um, he's able to to put those things out of his mind. But man, that's uh, man, that's really it's it's disappointing. And 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 obviously, maybe his his dad needs help. Maybe he needs to spend more time in jail than what he than what he did uh, previously. Jamie. Yeah, I I have no idea what's going on with Patrick's dad. I would tell you, I don't think it's going to affect Patrick's play in the Super Bowl on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, I think it's uh, different than the, uh, you know, situation um, 
in the COVID uh, Super Bowl where uh, Andy Reid's son got popped, and and what Andy Reid's son did, Dad, what Andy Reid's son did uh, was far more. I don't. It's it's all wrong. Any of it's wrong, but unfortunately, in that case, a little girl basically had her life completely changed, and her family's life completely changed because of his um, stupidity and uh, selfishness. So uh, that's a it's a completely different uh, different boat. All right, on another on another vein, uh, former Red Raider uh, head coach Cliff Kingsbury being hired as the Washington Commanders. Uh, offensive coordinator uh looked like he was going to go to the las vegas raiders jamie but now mm-hmm. now he's with washington i feel i feel much better about this job for him because i i was going to hate the fact that he was in the same division as the chiefs and um now i know he's in the same division as the cowboys but you know me personally i feel i feel differently about it maybe jeff may not but i i do <laughs> I hope they score 24 points a game and never win. <laughs> Someone else will hire him to go play, uh, coach someplace else, and I can root for Cliff again. Yeah, I, I'm my, you know, which which team he's uh, coaching for really doesn't affect me that much either way. I, I want him to go somewhere where I feel like he's going to have success. And I mean, mm-hmm. I look at the uh, the Commanders right now, and I feel like they're a bit of a mess. I know they've they've got a new coach, and they're. Yeah, making changes and all that, and so I'll, just hopefully it, it works out because right, it feels like that that conference, or excuse me, that that program or organization is just a complete train wreck right now. So hopefully he gets it, they get it turned around, and he has some level of success there. Yeah, and they, you know they've got a new ownership group, and uh, they're trying to get a new stadium, and and they're trying to rebuild their infrastructure the, the the challenge with all of that it seems though is if you just look at at history to a degree is the guys that come in at the ground level sometimes are not the guys that are there when they're hoisting trophies i mean the owner might be the same but yeah. um it, it's sometimes it's different for the for the coaches as they as they exchange people out as as they're kind of you know trying to improve their team or build their team or you know, add to the culture of what they're what they're trying to do, but hopefully, he can be part of that because uh, obviously the the Washington franchise has has been one that's had a lot of success, but man, it hasn't had much success in twenty something years. So that's it's been it's been a long, long time for them uh, mm-hmm. that they've had any kind of success. Yeah, it's been pretty ugly. Cowboys, <laughs> pretty ugly. Cowboys, and the rest of the division have benefited from it. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I guess I guess the Pro Bowl's dead. I watched uh, a grand total of none of this, uh, and it was the flag football uh, variety. And it's it's basically I think it's made for TV. I was the the highlights I saw, Jamie. I was shocked, and maybe people were just wanting to be there to be there. Which there's there's a lot to be said for that, especially you know with with you know those kinds of events and things like that. I. I was shocked at the number of people that were in the stands. <laughs> that's that's really what I was. I was surprised at more than anything else is like, wow, there's a lot of people there. So they must have not had anything to do. Uh, but they had, it looked like a pretty full house there at uh, Camping World Stadium. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's, I, I mean, it's not something I'm watching or whatever, but I mean, if I lived in the area and I, Got to go see a bunch of NFL superstars get out there and play mm-hmm. and do their thing, and 
have fun. I I probably would watch it. I mean, I, I got to attend one uh, Pro Bowl the the year they held it in Miami and uh, and thought it was awesome. Thought it was really cool. It was fun to be at. So I mean, I guess it's one of those things there where you're if you're in person, it's cool to to say mm-hmm. you've gone and see one of that. Yeah, I mean, and they had a lot of skills competition and things like that. But you know, the the ending deal was. Um, was basically a flag football game. Um, and they tried to make it as dramatic as they could. CD lamb had three touchdown casters, uh, Jamie. So he helped the, uh, helped the NFC to, to get, get the win. Um, but there was a big defensive stop by the uh, NFC at the three yard line to end the game. So the NFC fans, uh, went home, uh, extremely happy. So, there you go. So that's uh, that's the end of that. And you got one game left, and it's the Super Bowl. And both teams have arrived in Las Vegas, and they'll be uh, spending the week getting ready for uh, the Super Bowl, which will be on uh, Sunday afternoon. And that's uh, that should be a lot of fun. Chiefs looking for their their third uh, in the Patrick Mahomes uh, era, and their fourth overall uh, for the for the team themselves. For Mahomes, this is his fourth, and the team's sixth. So. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Yeah, going to start in 1921. Big thing happened today. New York Yankees purchased 20 acres in the Bronx so they can build Yankee Stadium. 28 acres? 20. 20 Two acres. Zero. 1969, Vince Lombardi becomes part owner, vice president, general manager, and head coach of the NFL Washington Redskins. Did not work out. 1977, future five-division world boxing champion Sugar Ray Leonard makes his professional debut with a six-round unanimous decision over Louis Vega and Baltimore's Civic Center. Louis Vega. Sounds like a dancer. Well, I mean, it's yeah, like a butterfly right. sting like a bee, right? Like that's the, the yeah, whole right, saying there. Right, right. Yeah, sure. 1989, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar becomes the first NBA player to score 38,000 points. 2003, Bob Knight becomes only the fourth Division One men's basketball coach to earn 800 wins as Texas Tech beats Nebraska 75-49 to here in Lubbock. Good day. 2005, Jarius Jackson scores 34 points, and Texas Tech upsets number 14, Oklahoma, 88-81. It ends the Sooners' 14-game home win streak. We were pretty good at that for a while, ending their home win mm-hmm. streaks. 2012... In the Super Bowl, Indianapolis, Indiana. New York Giants beat the New England Patriots 21-17. to Eli Manning, your MVP. It is World Nutella Day, and it's National Frozen Yogurt Day. I've never had Nutella. It's good. I think I'm out on both of them. I mean, it's just uh, basically it's like peanut butter, but it's made with hazelnut, I think. Yeah, it's it's some sort of chocolate spread. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I, I think I would like it, but I don't have a problem having peanut butter. 
so I will get peanut butter. Yeah, I, I mean, I like it. I never, never reach for it, but it's all right. Uh, happy birthday to Roger Staubach, eighty-two today. Daryl Waltrip, boogie boogie boogie. Let's go racing, boys! At seventy-seven. <laughs> Michael Sheen, fifty-five. Tim Meadows, sixty-three. Sarah <clears throat> Evans, fifty-three. Roberto Alomar, fifty-six. And Adam Everett is 47. And on this day in 1917, American forces are recalled from Mexico after nearly 11 months of fruitless searching for the Mexican revolutionary Pancho Villa, who is accused of leading a bloody raid against Columbus, New Mexico. Villa continued his guerrilla war antics uh, in northern Mexico until Adolfo de la Jorita took power over the government and drafted a reformist constitution. Uh, Villa entered into an uh, amicable um, agreement and agreed to retire from politics. In 1920, the government pardoned him, but three years later, he was assassinated. And that is this day in sports history. All right, this day in sports history at 6.50 this morning here on the morning drive. Uh, they had a little disappointment over at uh, Jerry's uh, stadium yesterday, Jamie. The... Um, they finally made the official World Cup announcement as to where the final of the World Cup is going to be for 2026. It's going to be at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. Uh, there was a, a, a report out a couple of weeks ago. And we talked about this. Uh, it was in the London Sun that said that Dallas uh, had been selected, and that's that's not going to be the case. Um, it's kind of one of those things, though, when you win, when you lose, you win because – um, AT&T Stadium is going to get nine matches. And so there's a part of them that feels like they, they're going to win because of just of the of the importance of those nine matches and, um, you know, some of which will be knockouts and or do-or-die matches and, and there'll be uh, elimination games and um, things along those lines. But it won't be the World Cup final right the world cup final and that so they're they're disappointed by that but at, at the end of the day it it might be a bigger win for them uh because they're going to have nine matches which will be the most at a single stadium since uh, mexico city's azteca stadium um which held 10 in 1970 so um and maybe part of the part of the challenge for uh cowboy stadium with regard to the super bowl is is the the lack of the number of hotels that are like right there around the facility. So, you know, the, the two downtowns, Fort Worth and, and Dallas obviously are, are not walking distance or not within reasonable close proximity. And just, just in terms of a Super Bowl standards, but that's something they had been working on for like 17 years. And it all came down uh, the pike uh, yesterday uh, for those cities. So, a MetLife in uh, New Jersey will host the World Cup in uh, 2026, the final, uh, and it'll be spread around uh, various cities around the around the the country. What's going on? Uh, with, but what's going on with Jerry? Did he not slip the FIBA people enough money? Yeah, I think it was a <laughs> it's a combination of um, you know the, of Jerry and the the Dallas Sports Commission and the the mayor. I mean, there's a whole bunch of people working on this but i don't know i don't know what at the end of the day i don't know what it 
what it all came down to. But while they're disappointed, um, it's it's still a um, a heck of a deal to host nine of those matches. But you think about sometimes these these World Cup matches and facilities. I mean, there's like you know when it was like in Brazil or whatever. I mean, jungles are now taking over those stadiums because. They, they built them for like just that World Cup and that was it. It's, it was almost like Olympics, you know, where these, you know, countries spend just hundreds of millions of dollars on facilities for basically a, a two week time period. Um, so it's it's smart for them to come here and come to the United States and stadiums that are used all the time and aren't just going to be throwaways after, um, you know, after a month worth of, of use. So. But yeah, this probably I'm sure Jerry's disappointed because he wanted it. He wanted that. He wanted a Super Bowl and uh, the the 49ers home stadium and uh, the Rams Chargers home stadium. They're getting a second and they're newer uh, than Cowboy Stadium. Um, and, you know, Jerry's place only has the has the one there that uh, was won by Green Bay. And it didn't go well because so many different things. Jerry got greedy and put in extra stands and those collapsed and it was colder than you know what there in Dallas and ice storm. And it was just all the, all the wrong things that, that, that happened there. So uh, somebody else said this too, I guess Jerry's bribe wasn't, wasn't big enough. Um, isn't that how they decide where it'll be? <laughs> I don't, I think it's, I think it's a little more detailed than that, but I think, you know, shuffling money is, uh, has always been kind of how those sports things seem to work out whether it's Super Bowls or Olympics or World Cups or what have you. So. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. It's 7.15 this morning on the Morning Drive with Jamie Lynn, Jeff McGuire, and Chuck Hines. Great to have you with us today on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Jamie, some things here from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, also need Tech to rebound this week and go 2-0 and in basketball. Beat Baylor and UCF to get 7-3 in, in conference play. That from the ghost of the Southwest Conference. Uh, Bullfighter writes in, he says, thankful to have made it to another week to watch some baseball. For the most part, escaped injury, except one that got stepped on, but he'll be okay. I mean, if you're doing something every week where Monday morning you're saying, hey, I escaped injury, <laughs> is, is it time to think about a different hobby? We're um... glad to be alive or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, uh, there's probably a lot of football players that basketball players, basketball players, and baseball players, and yeah, you know no, anybody no. that drives we, in the Lubbock streets, weekend warrior athletes that kind of say the same thing. I think that's how Bullfighter kind of sees what he does. Uh, he's okay. kind of a weekend warrior athlete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he made it. I'm glad he's with us. Uh, I guess now he'll need to check in every every monday to make sure that he's uh he's okay oh, um, only mondays we want him checking in every day yeah but i think the weekend is when he's at most is is, yeah. is when he's in most jeopardy okay yeah that makes sense uh this is coach's voice going to survive the season that's coach grant mccaslin i, I mean it's, he 
he gets after his guys and yells a lot, just like uh, most basketball coaches. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. Yeah, you know, no, no question. Uh, we played three games in seven days. Need to get healthy. Yeah, and need to get uh, need to get the the right prescriptions over there to uh, United Supermarkets Arena and the Womble. Uh, Shelly uh, chimes in. Days of the week reminds me of that line in The Godfather, right before Michael's wife gets blown up. Okay, that's a that's a good thought this morning. Uh, somebody is not aware of the fact that the Pebble Beach has been. Um, has ended and Wyndham Clark has been declared the winner because uh, it says, Obert, top of the leaderboard, Pebble Beach tournament today, go Tech. Well, unfortunately, Mother Nature has uh, ended that uh, particular tournament. Apparently, they're going to get like a lot of rain, like historic rain, like they're talking about like life dangering rain in, uh, in California. Life dangering, so like flooding. Yeah. No. Oh, wow. Yeah, like well. flooding. Like flooding. Yeah, well, good, I mean, it's, good luck to, all to those me, folks. just yeah, right. <laughs> to me, just be be sensible, right? Don't if it, if you see like big puddles or big like currents, probably a good idea to turn around. Don't drown, right? That's what they say. That's all the PSA say. Turn around. Don't drown. This from the guy that says you can dodge lightning. Yeah, I mean, there's probably. <laughs> There's probably times where you can say, you know, what, I'm not going to drive into that. And there's other times where it just like overtakes you without a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this from the H Flooring Center chat line. Like I said last week, K-State is in a free fall. And like you responded to him, you said, hey, you, you nailed it. Yeah, yeah. man. They, they look yikes. Yeah. Uh, I hope it was good for this person. Uh, they say uh, this conference is nuts on the men's side. Got my five minutes of double T ninety seven three in for the day. Catch y'all tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Right. I like I said, I, I tell us which I, five I, you're gonna be listening so we can, you know, yeah. try to be at our best. Right, right. We step it up, right? <laughs> uh here we go. Shout out to the Lubbock High wrestling team. Boys won district, girls battled hard for third, and Coach Richard Leal named District 3-5A Coach of the Year. Congrats to all, indeed. Way to go. Indeed. Good work. Yeah, that's that's good. Um, The high school hoops uh, over the weekend. Jamie, uh, another nail-biter for the Friendship Tiger girls basketball team. Yeah, just edged out a 70-20 win over (laughs) Odessa High. Good God, man alive, man it'd be, it'd be, and and here, I mean, here's some more scores. Estacado uh, was a winner over Leveland, 104 to 58. The Friendship Boys beat Odessa, 92 to 45. Here's a close one. The Lubbock Cooper Pirates beat Abilene, 61 to 57. Abilene Wiley, at least this was a little closer, 79-66 over Coronado. New home, no problem with Tahoka, 64 to 34. Uh, let's see here. Trinity Christian, they won by 40. Uh, this is on the boys' side. Shallow Water in a game heard on 93.1 Texas FM, defeated Liberty, 81 to 45. And Abilene Cooper was a winner over Lubbock High, 43 to 30. What did they do? They play four corners? That 43 pretty, to 30. That is pretty low scoring. Yeah, it's like maybe just really have, good defense. <laughs> maybe it's really maybe so. You're allowed, right? Mm-hmm. Um 
On the girls' side, uh, the Lubbock Cooper Lady Pirates beat Abilene 71-37. Um, you mentioned the, the Friendship Girls score. They were winners over Odessa 70-20. to Abilene Wiley beat Coronado by 20, 57-37. New Home was a winner over the Tohoka Lady Dogs, 37 to 23. That was another offensive explosion there. Uh, <laughs> 23. <laughs> 23. 23. Good God. Come on. 37. Go. 60 total points scored. Wow. That is a little yeah. scoring. Yeah. Again, maybe uh, dominant defense. Let's give the yeah. uh, Lady Leopards their credit for their defense. Yeah. Against the uh, Lady shout- Dogs. <laughs> the Lady Dogs. How'd you like to be that? What, what do you? Well, I'm a Lady Dog. <clears throat> okay. Shallow Water beat uh, Lubbock Cooper Liberty 56 to 36. Uh, those among, and then uh, Lubbock High, the Lady Westerners beat Abilene Cooper 58 to 50. So good for them. We'll have a high school fan zone uh, on tonight at 6 o'clock on 100.7 score. I uh, was not aware they're calling it this. I'm going to have to Google this to see if this is correct. Pineapple Express about to hit L.A. One year of rain in a matter of hours. Like the whole year's worth of rain is going to come down. Bada bing, bada boom. Wow. It's kind of like what we get here from time to time. Right. Yeah, no, it does feel that way, where it doesn't rain for a long time, and then when it rains, it rains a lot. You get it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, the plume of moisture that extends from Hawaii to California, some 2,500 miles, according to Wikipedia, is known as the Pineapple Express and is considered an atmospheric river. In recent years, the phenomenon has dumped heavy rain from the Gulf of Mexico into the Midwest. But I guess this year it's going to California, and it's going to be, it's going to cause, could cause heavy rain and snow. It can rain several inches in a day. Hmm. I'll make some uh, good video for the TV weather people there uh, in Los Angeles. And hopefully, hopefully the fine, friendly citizens of greater Los Angeles will stay out of the way and uh, avoid death and injury. Uh, let's see here. This Tech Hoops has Coach McCaslin ever played Jennings and Washington at the same time? Think of trying this and getting rebounds. I I don't I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, Scott. Yeah, so you'd be talking yep. about playing him at the four. Yeah, don't don't know. Um, don't know if he's considered that or not. I'm sure that he's thought over all options. Um, but the way Robert Jennings played the other day, you you kind of feel like you'd be saying to yourself, "Hey, we, you know, if if Darion Williams is not having a game where he's scoring a bunch, that you're saying, mm-hmm. eh, maybe we maybe we go a little bit bigger and get Jennings on the floor more.' But you know, Darion gives you more offensive punch. Normally, I know he didn't, you know, in this particular game, but in one of those games where he's not. Uh, you say, okay, let's let's try to improve on the rebounding and the defense, and obviously a a guy like Jennings with more length could give give you that. He strikes me as a really hard worker on the floor, Darion Williams. Um, I agree. I agree. I love his, I love his game. Yeah, uh, seven twenty four this morning here on the morning drive. The fine host of the 
High school fan zone, Garrett Luftus, checked in. Uh, Coronado's guest is to be announced. Uh, Estacado will have Will Blaylock. Uh, Lubbock High's Juan Rodriguez at 640 and Monterey's Judd Thrash at 7 o'clock. Those are all football coaches. Uh, this is realignment special week on uh, the high school fan zone. And Coronado's TBA is because they don't have a football coach. <laughs> kind of surprised by that, that they haven't announced one yet. But... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe they're still um, mulling it over. Are you throwing your hat in the uh, ring there, Chuck? Uh no, 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 no. That's he wants to. I, you know, you hear I, that, Jamie? He wants it, to. No, he wants to throw no, his hat in the ring. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T ninety seven three. All right, it feels like uh, we've done overreaction Monday more than once this year, but this conference okay. is so so much fun that after every week it just feels like uh, you have a chance to just go, oh, okay, well, never mind what I said last week. Let me completely change that. So we're going to go back to that today, and I want you to tell me the predicted order of finish, in the top three mm-hmm. in the Big 12 Men's Basketball Conference, and if the Red Raiders aren't in those three, I want you to tell me where you think the Red Raiders will finish. Okay. Oh man, it's just it's a it's a jumbled mess right now, as as you well know. You got uh, Kansas and Houston, uh, one two. I, I think uh, I think KU wins. Um, I think somebody other than Houston is second, either either Baylor, Iowa State, or Texas Tech. Um, I'm going to put Iowa State as second. I'll put Houston third, and I'll put um, I'll put the Red Raiders at uh, at fourth. That might be a tie for fourth, but I'll put them at fourth. Okay. Didn't we do this like a week ago, and I got criticized for saying the Kansas is going to win the conference? Who criticized yeah. you? Like the chat line, like almost everybody. I want the same criticism for Chuck because I'm going to agree with him. <laughs> the Kansas is still going to win this conference. Like I said, the Kansas is gonna find a way. I get get like blasted on the chat line that there's no you know yeah. with how everybody was sitting in Kansas has lost a bunch of games. I'm like, yeah, and then they're gonna go on a seven game win streak and win the conference. It's kind of what they do. Everybody call me a Kansas clever. In your defense, yes, you did say that last week. Everybody thought I was just insane, and now Chuck's saying it too. That proves it. I'm just you saying that I am nuts. <laughs> uh, we'll go Houston too. I will put – man, it's hard not to put Iowa State third um, right now with the way they've been playing and the wins that they've gotten. Uh, but that loss, that's a tough loss. So can I have a tie for third between Baylor, Iowa State, and Tech? Just that, just a jumbled mess there. It's one of those three teams is going to be third, fourth, and fifth. But I don't know which sure one can. it's going to be. Um. I think that's your top, you know, what is that? Five, uh, six, five game, five teams five. right there. Mm-hmm. It's kind of where I'm sitting. Okay, so I've got Kansas, Houston, Iowa State, one, two, and three. Uh, I think Iowa State's a little bit better than, than Baylor. Uh, and I'm going to put the, put the Red Raiders finishing uh, in sixth place. And that, that's most likely one game out of third place. But 
it just because there's just so many teams that are in the mix there. Now, who's going to finish in front of them as far as who's four and five? I think Baylor is probably there. Um, man, I wouldn't be shocked if it was TCU. And uh, I'm telling you, I just I, I think um, the Longhorns are talented. I, I think that they could get back in there somehow too. So um, BYU, Oklahoma, Cincinnati don't necessarily think they're going to finish in that top five, but I wouldn't be surprised to see the Longhorns jump up, jump some teams and get into that mix. Yeah. Uh, Syntex Hank says Houston, Kansas, Iowa State, and Texas Tech ends up sixth. Somebody else says I'd rather Kansas win the conference than Houston win it in their first year. He, he he may be a that might be a minority comment right there if you were to nope. stop a thousand cars at sixth and Q. I agree with him. I'd rather have Kansas win it than Houston because it's their first year. Because, because one is Houston, like Houston, one it's Houston, and two <laughs> Kansas getting another Big Twelve title not earth shaking news. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jamie, like the, I don't someone's going to say what's next? You. The sun's coming up tomorrow. Like that's kind of how that would go if Kansas won the Big Twelve. Oh, man, I'd rather Iowa State win. Well, between Kansas and Houston, I'd rather have Kansas win. I'd also rather have Iowa State win between Kansas and Houston. Uh, we get this. Well, I'd rather uh, have Houston. the Red Raiders win it if I get a vote to change out of the two. Houston, KU, Iowa State, and Tech. Iowa State over Tech for third because of the matchup between the two being in Ames. Yeah, when you start kind of looking at your schedule here, I mean, it's – everybody's schedule is difficult no matter who you throw people up against. But tomorrow night you'll play in Waco. We'll have coverage at 7, play-by-play at 8 from Foster Pavilion. Um, then uh, then we'll have uh, Tech and, and UCF on Saturday afternoon. It's a men's-women's doubleheader. Men are first, women second. And the men play at 3, so coverage at 2. And then a week from tonight in Lubbock, um, is this going to be the, the biggest home game of the year, Jamie, uh, Tech in Kansas, or is it uh, is it going to be the last home game of the year, or is it the Texas game? Probably the Texas game just because it's the last one, right? Um, what day of the week is the Texas one on? Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's February the 8th, so today is the 5th. I think it's – I think that's a weeknight. I think it's uh, – I'm sorry, February the 27th. Yeah. For um, February the 27th for Texas. I think that's a Wednesday. Okay. It's a Tuesday. Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. Yeah. February I'm... the 27th. That's an eight o'clock tip. Yeah, pro- probably a bigger crowd for that one, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and then you have um, Baylor to close out the, the home season on March uh, the 9th. So uh, when, when you look at this right now, you've got home games left with UCF. Kansas, TCU, Texas, and uh, Baylor before uh, they go to the Big 12 tournament on March the 12th. So, man, 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 man. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's going it's, fast. It, it is. It is. It is going fast. It, it is going fast. What's your What's your concern level for uh, Baylor tomorrow night? Um, my concern level. So my confidence level would be Tech to win. Uh, I'm probably like right at fifty percent. Okay. Yeah. I mean, kind of have to think that Tuesday night in Waco, 
kids got something better to do and maybe the red raider uh crowd will take over which is kind of what has a tendency to do that place only seats 7500 um and this is this is the first time that i've that i heard it said the other night and it won't be the last time i don't know that our guy will say this uh jeff haxton tomorrow night but at one point in time on saturday night the announcer said this place is going bananas at Foster Pavilion, basically the reference there of Bananas Foster. Oh, Chuck working on his yoga there. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm telling you, that's what the guy said. I goes, you know, we're here at Foster Pavilion, and this place is going bananas. <laughs> no, I, no. I don't. Yeah, okay, I got, I got where you're going there. Yeah, okay. I would have never picked up on that you didn't okay. point it out to us and i'm not sure he meant it like that they could have just been going oh, crazy no he no he meant it like that you could tell you could tell in his voice he he definitely he definitely meant it like that and so i mean i'm sure he, you know i'm sure he'd been waiting all night to use that which is again i'm not being critical because there's there's some times when you're like okay this if if the right moment came for this then that would be the it'd be a good it'd be a good thing to to say or use so i'm not going to be i'm not going to be critical so he he said it but uh again it won't be the it won't be the last time that that's it we'll have uh, coverage tomorrow night at seven and play-by-play at eight from uh foster pavilion it's too bad that baylor didn't lose the other night because then they would have been even more demoralized maybe they'll be I don't know if they're energized by their win over Iowa State. That's a good win. That's a really, really good win because I think Iowa State's a good basketball team. And, uh, you know, I'm hopeful that the Red Raiders can uh, get a little healthier today. Maybe they did yesterday, had some team chicken noodle soup. Uh, Or maybe they just stayed away from each other. That might have been the better thing to do. But uh, Jamie had made a comment earlier on the Yates Loring Center chat line with all the the flu and stuff going around that um, it would – it's not a surprise uh, that those guys got sick too, as uh, as much as they're around each other. So we'll uh, we'll see. No no flu for the Lady Raider basketball team. So that's that's good news. Eight forty this morning here on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T ninety seven three and Double T We'll continue to take your thoughts and comments this morning as uh, it is seven forty on uh, Lubbock Sports Station, Double T ninety seven three. Again, the high school fan zone tonight. It is a realignment night uh, and week on the high school fan zone, which will be at six o'clock tonight from six to seven on 100.7. The score you're looking forward to that conversation, aren't you, Jamie? Sure. Absolutely. It's interesting stuff. Yeah. It, it is. It is interesting stuff. I mean, it's uh, it's all about the numbers and it's all about the schools, but it's sometimes it's about the how you can kind of get all the travel to go in a way that's not going to make everybody just have tons Did you of miss this? The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey, good morning. It is the Morning Drive on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. It's great to have you with us today as uh, we come to you from the First United Bank studio and look forward to hearing from you throughout the day today. On the Yates Flooring Center chat line, go to double97.3.com for that or the mobile app. Visual Edge IT Hotline is open, too, at 
888-346-0973. We'll have uh, Lady Raider and Red Raider basketball on the air for you tomorrow. Both are on the road. Men leave today for Waco, and they'll play there tomorrow at Foster Pavilion. We'll have it for you at 7, and then the tip tomorrow night at 8. Lady Raiders are in Morgantown, and they'll uh, take on the West Virginia Mountaineers, team that beat uh, BYU on Saturday. Uh, we'll have that for you tomorrow at 5.30, the tip at 6 from the Coliseum on the campus of West Virginia. Ladies lost Saturday at Cincinnati and stayed on the road to uh, face West Virginia. Jamie, I think we'll see more and more of this as uh, the new Big 12 uh, formulates with uh, teams you know, staying on the road and, and playing two uh, to kind of take advantage of uh, the economics of things. Um, West Virginia is going to be doing that uh, as well coming up on the men's side. They're going to play. I think they play both TCU and Texas or TCU and, and Houston, but uh, it just, it just makes sense, but it just speaks to how, how, you know, wide and spread this, this conference is. Yeah, it does make a lot of sense. So it's smart that the big 12 has, has done that for these teams to, to help in the financial landscape of things. And I still, I still think that at some point in time we're going to see, um, we're going to see a kind of a a difference in terms of how it's done, you know, with conferences and and stuff like that, um, you know, where you might see a more regionalization of sports other than football. So that's that uh, that's to come. Yeah. So the West Virginia men will play at Texas on Saturday. And then they'll turn around and play at TCU on uh, Monday, a week from tonight. So that going back to going back to our games this weekend uh, with Mm -hmm. both the men and the women taking losses. I I don't know where I stand on this question, which is why I'm asking you guys to maybe lean me in one direction or the other. Which of the two losses was more disappointing? The the men's team dropped. You know, you got two in a row at that point, and and it was a one-point, you know, a three-point loss, but it was a one-point game up until the last couple of 15 seconds or so. Uh, it, it's hard to be upset in in that, other than it's a loss at home, and it's disappointing, but it, it's not detrimental to where these guys want to go. I really feel like the Lady Raiders missed an opportunity this weekend to cement themselves, I don't want to say in the top half of the Big 12, but as they step forward in winning Big 12 games and then just absolutely lay an egg on the road, for lack of a better definition. I, I don't well, know I which one. I, I, which one's more disappointing to you guys? Well, I think they're both disappointing, and they're, they're disappointing for different reasons. Um, one, because you played a lesser team in Cincinnati and you lost. And you, your effort wasn't there. You didn't have on-court leadership. You didn't. You didn't run the game plan the way that it was supposed to be done. So, for for and and the other thing is is that it, it's a severe blow to any hopes that you have to make the NCAA tournament because now you have you have incredibly hard work to do um, to do that. For for the men, it's disappointing because, like you said, I mean you you could have been in first place or you could have you know separated yourself a little bit from somebody else. And so to me, they're, they're, they're different kinds of disappointment. I'm not going to say they're equally disappointing because if you look at it from the greater scheme of things, the men's loss is more costly, but the women's loss is more about, hey, come on, you, you, you got to figure this out on the road. And 
there was some real heart to hearts yesterday um, with regard to okay, we got to figure this out, and we got to we got to we got to change how we're doing some things, and we got to trust what we're doing, and trust our teammate, and and we got to communicate, and all the all those all those times of things. The the women's problems are I think different than the men's problems. Yeah, I think 99 out of 100 times here, the answer is just going to come from an individual that says he's more interested in the men's basketball team or the women's basketball team, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, my answer to this would be the men are, are fighting to try to win a conference championship. Yep. The women are in fifth or sixth place, okay? Um, that Or eighth or seventh, whatever it is, okay? Um, so I, I feel like the men's was more disappointing because it's – Again, you're in the mix there for winning a conference championship, sure. and so um, that's it, it. Means more. Yeah. No, I, 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 I agree with you. I just was, was saying that they're different for different reasons, but there's no, there's no question when you're playing for a conference championship. Obviously, that's the, that's that's the answer, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. that's the answer. It's 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 it's, uh, it's easy. What and one the women of the questions are, that the women I, are in seventh place, so. I threw fifth out there. I didn't really know. Now I just looked it up there in seventh place. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask you this question and for both of you guys, and we don't have to you, – you can belabor the point if you want. But So you have five home games left and, uh, and five road games left. The road games are tomorrow, Baylor, Iowa State, UCF, uh, West Virginia, and Oklahoma State. The home games are UCF, Kansas – TCU, Texas, and Baylor. If I were to tell you right now, uh, you're going to win seven of your last ten, would you take that? Yes. Yep. Hundred percent. Yeah. And I, th- I, I think that's a possibility too. Like it, it mm-hmm. it's not like I'm taking seven because I don't think they can win six, but winning seven of your last ten. That easily puts you in the NCAA tournament, which is a giant step from where you were last year. Uh, it's seven more wins on the season. You're, it's above 500 ball in Big 12 play at that point. Yet, yeah, a lot to like in going seven of your last ten. So it's uh, tw- that would put you at 12 and six. It wouldn't, and this is kind of how I looked at it. I looked at it from the standpoint that you would win all of your home games, and you would win your last two road games of uh at west virginia and at oklahoma state yeah i think six and four is more likely so i definitely mm-hmm. would have taken seven and three okay and and would you agree with me jamie that the next three road well i think the ucf game is a, is a winnable game but man they just they just keep beating people at home so it it makes you really it, that game is no layup by any stretch of the imagination well if you're talking about the next three games that's a home game no, no, oh yeah, the next three games is a home game. I'm sorry, the UCF game on February 24th. But yeah. you're right, yeah, the UCF game on this Saturday. So I, I, you know, if you win the next three games, to me, if you win tomorrow night, that's stealing a game. Yeah, if you win the next three games, man, you are you're legit. Okay, because you're talking mm-hmm. about winning at Baylor and home against mm-hmm. Kansas. Kansas. Yeah. 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 No. I mean, and then that's... in the middle there, a UCF team at home that. Is proven to be better than we thought they were going to be. Mm-hmm. If if I and we do this every once in a while, and sometimes it's a ridiculous game, and sometimes you get into this and it's a ridiculous thing. If I said to you, you're going to win two or three, but you're going to lose UCF, you'd take that, wouldn't you? 
Yes. Running away, I would take that. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.